0: Welcome to the Surly Oranges Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 4, and do we have some shit to talk about?
1: I, um, I don't know if y'all are aware, I don't know if you're up on the news, I don't really know how up on common events everybody is, but, um, something Common happens. events? Some, something happened. Common events? Well, uncommon events. Current? Current. I don't know if you guys know this, but we've been drinking for three days straight and uh this on this third day of uh this week of drinking has been hold on months. hold on hold
0: on hold on i'm gonna let you finish cut i'm gonna back, let you back, finish, I'm back, gonna let back, you finish but
1: where the fuck are we we're in texas bitch but where i have no fucking clue me either actually not sure
0: we're in carthage
1: H- shout out Keontae Ingram. Woo! hey next time against lsu in 2019 should have caught the fucking ball um but we're in your home city. Uh we're driving through this shithole. We just left the casino. Um your boy hit big again. But most importantly, dog what did we just do at the casino? We won a lot of fucking money. Uh I just got licensed to sell medical marijuana. Uh which that's uh, kind of weird. But legally. Legally. Oh, yeah, legally. yeah, yeah. For Le- sure. He's a, a law dog. La- Trust him. Law dog. Law dog. La- dog. Trust him. Um, Well, we think so. And what did we eat? We ate some fucking Chabro oysters. We had a whole bunch of goddamn shrimp. We had, what the fuck did we have? But name the place. It is Drago's. You've never it's been Drago's. to a Drago's. Fix your fucking mind. Drago's is the best restaurant on the planet. All right. We're already, we're already off the fucking rails. We're already off the fucking rails. I'm sorry. Hey, we have two guys in here that ate shrimp, and or uh, that are allergic to shrimp, and one of them ate shrimp. We so seem, we seem lost.
0: Back. We seem lost both in real life and in the podcast narrative. <laughs> so, getting back on track. Oh, yeah. What else happened? That... There was like a game yesterday, I think. I think, I think we traveled to this fucking absolute shithole called Tuscaloosa that has nothing but people with room temperature IQs. It has less teeth. Uh, I mean, there,
1: there must have been, I would say, a collective what, 64 teeth? For, throughout the tailgate, throughout the stadium, no, maybe. our tailgate had plenty. Of them.
0: They had full, oh, full, yeah. full mouth of teeth.
1: It's the rest of them. Okay, so let's let's just dive down on Tuscaloosa. I mean, we just got to start it, right? Yeah, we got to start. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is maybe the worst place in terms of. I felt like I was in 1994. Like I felt a little bit like. I bet you they use a lot of dial-up internet.
0: We're gonna rewind even further behind that. Yeah. I think everybody is caught up. If you're not, you can catch up on the previous episode. But, we woke up early in the morning. Oh, God, yeah. we prepared... It was an issue. ...for the tailgate. And, this happened extremely early in the morning, but there was still a lot to do. And no one in Tuscaloosa, despite being this legendary tailgating city and the Quad being Ooh, one of the most legendary, legendary fucking tailgate spots in the that United States of America.
1: Ball, me... What was the fucking bell thing? The chime? Denny chimes or something like that? I don't fucking know it's what fucking it was. Annoying. Whatever their fucking bell tower was, was the some mo- annoying thing of all time. Alright, so let me they're, paint a picture for you certainly listeners. Broken bells. So we are... Uh, We wake up about what six
0: fifteen, six thirty. I woke up at five forty five, and we were out the door by six. Yeah, so we
1: were we were leaving at six fifteen, six thirty, taking cold showers in a goddamn RV, and we loaded everything that needed to be loaded into our U-Haul that we rented. Well, we get to the stadium finally. It's about seven thirty ish. We park on the side of the street. We're thinking, hey, this won't be that bad. We gotta be at least kinda close to the tailgate. Let me tell you, certainly listeners, we were planning a tailgate for five hundred people.
0: It was it was kind of a problem, and we knew it was a problem, and we loaded up this U-Haul, this nine foot van that we rented to the gills. To the gills with booze with Blackstones, with fajitas, with coolers, with
1: everything you could possibly think of. And guess what we guess what we got to experience? They
0: put us a half a mile away
1: from our tailgate a spot. Half a fucking mile away with coolers full of ice, with Blackstone girls, with everything you could possibly fucking think of, and then blocked the goddamn streets off so we could not get closer to our actual spot. We had to walk. Literally, there were five of us, and we were doing trips back and forth, and back and forth, for, I mean, from... It was 70. at 9.45 when yeah. we were done. It was like two hours worth of hauling stuff. And I don't know if you've seen me or watched the thread, but your boy's a little thick. All of us a little thick. You know? We're not trying to work out. We're trying to have a good tailgate. They did not give us that option. No.
0: At this point, we can still communicate effectively. Yes. We're texting each other. We're trying to figure out what's going on. We're planning logistics. We're seeing if we need any more beer. We're seeing... Uh, How far we are from game day. All these things are happening. And then... The madness descends upon us. Not only that, but
1: while we're unloading this shit, the fucking bell tower is going off and playing Sweet Home Alabama. But ding, 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 ding. The whole fucking time we're unloading this shit. It was insufferable. I would literally blow my brains out if I had to listen to that every single fucking morning. So luckily for us we survived we get unloaded and then people start showing up it it
0: happens quick fellas it know if happens know quick we unload we have everything set up we've got everything going we're setting up the laptop for donations for texas one fund for burn ends we've got everything scattered about for everybody to scan qr codes to get information on how to donate to nil and then blackout just not us yet no no not on alcohol just on communication communication out yeah i cannot it's like a a nuclear bomb went off and we went back into fucking 1980 some some emb bullshit no you have voice communication if you dial out seven times and maybe you can connect for, like, 55, 60 seconds.
1: It is the most backwoods, hillbilly bullshit. Like, I imagine that, like, their internet router was built on those AOL CDs you used to get in the mail that give you 53 hours of AOL. Like, that is what their entire internet, entire communication system is built on. It was pathetic. So somehow,
0: despite all of this, we managed... have breakfast tacos yes we fed at least 200 people breakfast tacos plus probably yeah and then we thought okay maybe that was just the first wave and then we started to walk around and we started to say hey we're gonna go look around the quad and see what's going on see if anybody else is like having a good time this is legendary tailgating we're there it's 30 a.m. and we've got 200 people, and there is no one else anywhere in any of the Alabama tents.
1: Literally nothing. There is a one giant dark spot of burnt orange, which was our tailgate, and the rest was fucking nothing. So there's game day. Everybody, I hope you tuned in for game day. Tiny crowd. As you can
0: imagine, the game doesn't start till six. Like, why are people going to get there? Indeed? And we and we are the tailgate that is at the corner closest to the stadium to walk for everyone. Yeah, for all fans, regardless of what affiliation they had, and we have a sea of burnt orange. Yep, and it just became a wave of burnt orange, and then an ocean of burnt orange. Yeah. It was it
1: was the tailgate it's the only tailgate really you walk around you know we all took a couple laps there was the texas Texas tailgate which was a bunch of boomers just hanging out and about 30 people yeah it's probably about 30 people um there might have been one or two guys that are like yeah i'll host one that maybe had 10 15 people um at our peak i tried to count we were at like. I think I counted 380, but I imagine it's probably a lot closer to 500, which probably means at least 1,000 to 1,200 people were going through the tailgate at any given time. It was wild.
0: Absolutely fucking slammed. And we had fajitas that we needed to cook. We had onions we needed to cut. We had bell peppers we needed to prep. Drinks and pour.
1: Absolute shit show it was crazy i mean so we had a tailgate that they gave us 18 chairs so that was really generous of them that was that was a perfect amount alabama tailgate 18 chairs was totally enough
0: for them because yeah. every single tailgate that we saw had about 14 people yeah they
1: had extra chairs like we should have started plumbing chairs from other people because legitimately we were it was to the point when we started serving fajitas the line was wrapped around our tailgate and drifting into other people's tailgates just to get the line was goddamn wrapped around right yeah Yeah, it was it was to the goddamn stadium at one point it was
0: it was an absolutely incredible showing for the texas longhorns the travel for the fans was absolutely incredible and we can't thank everybody enough for coming to the tailgate and donating, we raised so much money. It was absolutely yep.
1: incredible. It was awesome for the Burnheads, for the Texas One Fund, y'all showed out, y'all did what you're supposed to do. Come, have fun, enjoy, as well as I have to say, I appreciate every single Texas fan. You weren't douchebags. You weren't douchebags at the tailgate to other UT fans. You weren't douchebags to women. You weren't douchebags to kids. You weren't out of control. Everybody was very kind to all of the Alabama fans as well. But
0: one thing that that we did do that was something that I don't think has ever happened here in this section of the quad is we took over the entire sidewalk on both sides. And our wonderful driver slash MC, J.W. Texan. Fly, like Like
1: fucking clockwork. Every single 15 minutes, it was great. And everybody joined in, including Law Dog, who was passed out at one point on a chair. And, and it just literally, his muscles spasmed to the point where he could get his horns up. It, it was just a literal
0: gut animal instinct that got his horns up it was beautiful so what i do have to say is everybody said it was really hot and if you were in a tent where they blocked all of the wind and had you just baking in the sun it, it was hot. hot it was hot It was or hot.
1: if you were manning a plancha for fucking six hours yeah it got a little warm it was hot your boy got a little sunburn not too bad but once you started walking around
0: Oh, Beautiful man. day, the absolutely fucking oh, gorgeous and we, day.
1: When we were in the game, holy shit! Like it was like being in an AC. It was it was awesome, awesome weather. But that's like the best is gonna get for me. the, the like, it's the, the weather was better than what we're used to, and that's as good as it's gonna get.
0: So as the day drew on, more and more, we started to get horns down. Horns down everywhere. Uh, Horns down everywhere. It was as soon as they saw a burnt orange or somebody in a shirt that represented Texas, it was horns down. It is so unoriginal,
1: so stupid. All right, so a little bit of a rant. Horns down has never affected me ever. It is not offensive to me. It is not something that, oh, man, they did that to me. Oh, that's so bad. Ding, dang. Oh, I'm so mad. They did a horns down. They look fucking stupid you know what's annoying seeing fucking stupid people at every single turn even worse they they don't go do the horns down they also have to say oh horns down that's like us and saying like oh hey not gig them like gig down or no not guns up guns down it's so Fucking stacking. It's tag it's just it's embarrassing. You are supposed to be the king of the SEC. You're supposed to be king of college football. And instead
0: all we receive is they were scared. It was weird. We we went in, we invaded Tuscaloosa. They had no idea what was gonna happen, and Surly Horns put on the biggest tailgate in the quad. In the entire fucking quad. Like
1: they had like there was no representation by Alabama. I get it. Okay, hey, we always win. We expect to win. Hey, winning can sometimes get boring, right? Well, hopefully this was a fucking wake-up call because that pre-game environment, ass, 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 ass. ass it was fucking terrible. Considering ours, we went through, what was it, like 80 cases of beer? 80 cases of beer.
0: Probably 20, 12, 12 handles of liquor at least i think yeah. it's more than that I all mean, right it was it was absolutely incredible by the time we were walking
1: to the stadium we did not even have an ounce of water besides the ice and the coolers that was remaining that's it
0: everybody drank us out of a house and home it was awesome so we go to the stadium we're going at 5 10 we decide to walk we go to the stadium it's okay we get into the stadium and we get up to our seats for those of you that got Texas allotment seats, you know what I'm talking about. We're in SS or NN. NN. Yep. And we're just up in the bleeds.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, we almost had a uh, shout out uh, beer. You almost died. So uh, glad you didn't. Uh, Woo Um Kind of almost deserved to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we get up. We That's get up to enough. our seats. And the atmosphere we're expecting to be as electric or more yes. from Arkansas. 100%. We have experience. We have experience going into hostile environments. We've seen it. We've done it on the sidewalk. Everybody's talking shit. When we're walking in, uh, everyone it was a pledge. They were all pledges wearing the stupid we goddamn jacket and, and all pledges. pledges. The the student section, which we walked through to get to our seats. Was full of people who all, all. It seemed like they knew how to do was yell horns down, horns down, and, horns down, and, roll tide, and, and and do the horns down. And they they got to their seats and they made no noise, nothing, nothing. We legitimately, certainly, ones listeners, can you hear me right now? Can 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 you hear me right now? Can, hey, can you hear me right now?
1: i am whispering in this rv this rv has 10x amount of decibels driving down a fucking texas highway than that stadium did the entire Stop time quiet. we were legitimately laughing about i could just right now my if you cannot hear my voice is starting to go our driver um has no voice no has longer a, has a voice absolutely gone whispering too loud yeah, he was yeah. whispering too loud he was also made in the boombox. Um, but, um, my voice is starting to go, and trust me, it does not matter. I could talk like this. I could talk like this, and you would hear me. You could hear me on a fucking fourth down play. You could hear me.
0: It was wild. It was It was also very strange that the stadium was piping in, uh, pop-up noise and make noise whenever Texas was doing things that were good. Good things. And... of the stadium was filled with burnt orange, and the burnt orange got loud at the appropriate times, and it seems like the Crimson Tide It was like their first football
1: game ever. And like, this is your king SEC, this is your king, like this is what we're supposed to expect with the SEC, because it was honestly awful. In the game, their crowd noise was awful, there's so if I hear Dixieland Delight again, I'm gonna put one between my fucking eyes. It, like, silly, stupid. And, the halftime, can we get to the halftime? Oh, the Million Dollar Band?
0: You couldn't hear it? I anything? don't know, what it's not even about them the being mic- mic'd up or not. I wouldn't give a fuck. I couldn't even hear it. We just had a normal, just, conversation, in the yeah. stands. Yeah. Nobody cheering, nobody doing anything, couldn't hear the band. It was just a 35-minute fucking pause in the action. Hey,
1: speaking of pause in the action, TV timeouts, NCAA, get fucking right in the head. That game almost lasted four fucking hours. TV timeouts at three minutes, they would come out, they'd have a big old clock, and it would literally count down. They were the most brutal three minutes every single time. And it was after almost every fucking play. It was unreal. And having that plus zero game day atmosphere was just unwatchable. If if, if we were getting blown out, I would have left that half If we were blowing them out, I would have left that half Because it was pathetic. The, the presentation in the stadium, and part of that is outland's fault, part of that is just college football fix your shit, bro.
0: I don't know that after our experience being a night game, which wow. is the most rowdy type of game that you can ever experience at any stadium, especially one that's a hundred thousand plus, wow. that you can call that an intimidating environment to play in. No. It was hostile. I'll give them that hostile environment. Electric. I don't know. I don't think so. At times. At times. Maybe. At times. You know, the fourth and two stop. We're gonna get into the game where we talk about the game. But there's a good fourth and two stop. Stadium was loud, like you would expect. Otherwise, choice place, and that's it. Nothing. Whenever the pre fourth and two.
1: Nothing. you can hear a pin drop. Nothing. You can hear a pin Nothing. drop. Nothing. It's just weird. I always hear old Brian, Danny, Brian, Danny, Brian, Danny. Oh uh, uh SEC Bar School tweeted out something like, Hey, you're not playing Kansas anymore. You're in... Brian Danny's gonna give a mail Uh sure about that. Sure about that. <laughs> sure about that. So, let's get into the game. Yes. Yeah. Game, game up was good. It was, it was a good game. The end. Okay, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. No, so uh, going in, obviously everybody in the RV had a money line on the University of Texas that to tell you what our level of confidence was. After leaving the tailgate, I felt a little more confident seeing how much burnt orange we had rolling in. Nerves were high. Yeah, nerves were high.
0: Hundred There 100%. was a, there was an air of confidence on the field, in the stadium, we were looking around, analyzing what was going on, and on the Texas bench side of Bryant Denny, it had to have been thirty five percent burn orange. Hundred yeah. percent. With and their with their pom poms that are their marquee. Don't worry, we all got a, we all got our own pom yeah, we got a pom pom.
1: Yeah.
0: We all got our own pom poms. Uh but, you know, kick off. We're feeling good. Uh we're at, walking into the
1: stadium. Uh we are almost guys. After we are almost dies, we get to introduce ourselves to Kelvin Banks' parents that are up there. So hey. Good luck to your son. Very nice. Monica Banks, shout out, you're a lovely woman. And uh we're praying for your health every day. Um but We get to our seats and we're surrounded by a lot more fans. Awesome feeling, it's nice being with your own people. It's almost like a home game in the Bleeds. It really felt like, hey, we're we're, daddy's home. We'll get you later because I said that too much.
0: All right, so first (laughs) quarter, first quarter, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm feeling feeling like this is gonna be really close to a repeat of the game in DKR last year. a well-played game by both teams, scripted plays, both teams come out, the, the trench battle is real, there's not really a whole lot of push either way, they've got a strategy that they're sticking to with the run, they're having success with the run, it looks like it may be a problem, but the long run,
1: spot ball. They're doing well. And we're a couple flights away from having a bigger game. A couple of, a couple of, a couple of not drop-casts yeah. as fast as drop-casts. If we lose the game, it's because of those. Luckily, it's pretty genuine.
0: the rest of the offense and what we saw from the defense as a unit entirely was something that was very, very special. We were losing. seven-ish minutes yeah. left. Yeah. They showed it on TV, and we were all really confused. Why yeah. are these people leaving? What's going on? This, has, this isn't over yet. It's insane. Why isn't the crowd involved here to make sure that their team wins? Hey, your section has given up. All they're doing is, at this point, throwing horns down and not making any noise. No, Yeah, they're throwing horns down, but they don't really get what it means or
1: like the fact that they're actually like getting embarrassed on their own. So they just keep doing the simple motions that they know how to do after being just drunk and probably messed up for hours upon hours upon hours, and the, just it was a steady stream of just people flooding out. Like, hey, we stayed until the final bell, the final fucking whistle at Alabama when we got our bell rung. We were gonna miss that. We were gonna leave. Pathetic. Honestly, Alabama fans, get better. Gotta get better. Get better. Get humbled. I hope this humbled them. I hope this humbled them. All right. Let's transition. We're
0: going to talk about who we think were the key contributors to this win for the program. Right. I'm not going to say it's a program-defining win or a season-defining win. It was just... A wonderfully executed game plan, wonderfully coached, starting to get strong execution, especially as we drew closer to the end yep. of the game. But who's your offensive MVP? Uh,
1: besides Quinn Ewers, right? Non Quinn Ewers, JT, buddy, JJ, fucking Burn motherfucking ends. The first text alright, so uh so uh walking out of the uh tailgate. My phone was at like seven percent. I haven't been able to use the internet, I'm not worried about it. I'm not gonna be able to send my wife text, anybody to text. Uh finally let me get back to the tailgate post game. First text I received, got out and in a text message, and all it said was burn motherfucking ends from better health. And he goes to get burn in. JT Sanders had a fucking colossal game. Over 100 yards was always clutch. Trucking people. Being loud. Being boisterous. Getting after people's fucking asses. He was fired up. He was blocking hard and his receiving ability is going to make him a first round fucking draft pick. JT Sanders Fucking Great fucking game. Burnt fucking ends.
0: But, offensive MVP, even if we're saying it can't be Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The metamorphosis that we saw going into this game. Everybody person. had a lot of questions coming out of that Rice game. Different person. Can he, can he throw the deep ball? It didn't seem so after the Rice game. We've seen a lot from last season where there wasn't a lot of connection on that deep ball, and everybody was wondering, He got three what, of them. What can we do with the deep ball? And Quinn Ewers simply turned it on, and he went into a different dimension.
1: He played you football for the first time in forever. We talked about Brett Favre comparison. with young Brett Favre. We, we talked about all that. So I think the best thing that ever happened to Quinn Ewers was he got a little dick to him. Not literally, that was weird. Cut that, cut that, cut that. that. No, No. but he found his fucking balls, bro. All he did was he stopped overthinking, he stopped worrying about where his receivers were, and he started throwing it to where they needed to be. He started not thinking, he started throwing. He played backyard fuck you football for the first time since
0: OU 49-0. Relaxed, dialed in, locked in. Confident. We saw him sprout his wings, Yes. and if Quinn As Ewers, if Quinn Ewers plays like we saw, especially in the second half of the Alabama game, he is going to be top. Not only, driving. not only in the Heisman conversation, top five draft pick, but he will win the Heisman. Yeah, if he plays
1: like he did in the second half, uh, if Texas loses a game, I'll be shocked, shocked. Because who is gonna be able to beat what we just saw with his performance? I honestly don't know. I like what would it take? It would be a complete collapse of our defense.
0: You know what, you know what it would take? We're gonna talk about our defensive MVPs. The most valuable players on defense. So I have an easy one.
1: If I told you there was a man, not a boy, he's a man already. He's 19 years old. He has a wingspan as large as J.J. Watts. He has played football for a year and a half. He is a white dude that has played lacrosse his entire life. And the guy's name is Ethan fucking Burke. Wow. That guy... That guy... Is not a football player that I would really expect. To he do has anything. he has
0: extendo arms. It is ridiculous. It, so it, that there was one play where Jalen Milrow took off, and he had nothing, nothing but open field in front of him. It is shocking. With so uh,
1: those that don't know, so Caden Brocker was the Alabama left tackle. He is a top ten prospects recruit out of Iowa. I was really pissed off because they lost him to Alabama, blah, 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 blah. That kid got murdered by the redshirt freshman Ethan Burke. Murdered. This kid, I can't keep saying the word JJ Watt, but it's like a starter pack. His thing was he was a super, super, super skinny kid, but he had a frame to build on. He has the longest fucking arms ever. You just cannot. Caden Rutgers deal was he could not put his arms into his shoulder pads because Ethan Burke's arms were so much fucking longer he was in the back door on every goddamn play I believe he had four tackles for loss and one and a half sacks as a redshirt freshman When was the last time we ever had anybody regardless of position put up those stats in the game so Sergio fucking Kindle, like Osai, oh, Osai, oh, was probably the last Another
0: time. defensive MVP. And you may not have heard his name much on the broadcast for pretty good fucking reason because it was basically shut down after the first interception. Ja'de motherfucking Baron. Oh all my over God. The
1: they didn't throw at him after that. They didn't they throw at him. You can't throw can't at him. him. You can't throw at him. Honestly, all the defensive backs played pretty
0: fucking great. The secondary incredible right. defensive Watch. line the defensive line incredible penetration tackles for loss sacks everything that you want to see out of the defensive side of Texas football and is activated and they are dialed in locked in performing at the highest level against some of the biggest beef that exists on the offensive lines. We're going to be
1: really fucking mad when we listen back to this podcast until right now because we haven't talked about Anthony Hill. Anthony Hill is going to be a first-round fucking draft pick. That guy is everywhere. His closing speed is impossible. And Longhorn Nation, good news. We get Anthony Hill and Colin Simmons for at least two years together, plus Ethan Byrne, plus Shade Barrett, plus uh, just name of but defense is rough. Like, hand up, hand to God. I'm gonna apologize. I have to clean. Pete Kwiatkowski, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I didn't believe it. I did not believe in you at all. We lost, we, we gave up 55 points to fucking Kansas at the only home game that I went to two years ago. Pete Kwiatkowski, I'm sorry you are the dude you are you're you're the dog uh you are the fucking shit i apologize this scheme and level of athleticism is unmatched i said it on the way up here i said hey i'm gonna make a prediction I can't remember what the... It was like 27-16, something like that. I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I said, the best front seven is going to win this game. And for the first time in a long, long, long fucking time, the University of Texas has the best front seven, maybe not just in the game, they might have the best front seven in the nation.
0: They might have the best front seven in the nation. But when when it all comes down to why Texas... One in Tuscaloosa you have to talk about one thing and it's Quinn Ewers Quinn Ewers he just turned into a different human he went
1: Super Saiyan I mean it's better than first quarter Quinn Ewers against Alabama last year before he got hurt it's better than 49-0 against OU Quinn Ewers that was that was He was what we thought he was.
0: We saw for a complete two quarters in the second half, an elite quarterback. We saw a top five draft pick. And it was incredible. And we want to see more of it because, wow. All right.
1: But even more than that, so speaking of somebody that found their nuts, found a little dick in them still weird that I say that. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Sark. Sark's play calling. He had no hesitation to go for it on fourth, At all. I mean, how many, like, we did not punt within 10 yards of our 50. We went for it every time. Even if it wasn't a great play call, he was still confident in it. The team was confident in it. He said, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. They did. You can sense it. You can feel it. And he called some magnificent plays, especially to JT Sanders. Some of his misdirections, just taking advantage of of younger uh, linebackers for Alabama, just truly amazing. He, He schemed so many people open. This was Sark putting his dick on the fucking table and saying, I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know how to win in a tough road environment. This was the best win of his entire career. And it could not have, could not have happened to a nicer guy. I don't know if any of y'all have ever met Coach Sartre, interacted with him in public or private. He is a fantastic guy, genuine, knows what he's talking about. He knows exactly what he's doing. I know. CGJ, I know you're probably hating here and see you know Steve Sark lost again or seven wins Steve. That's not this fucking guy anymore. It's not this fucking guy anymore. He knows how to win. He's gonna win big here. Mark it down whatever the fucking date is. It's 10 08 on 9 10 2023. This is the guy. RGB3
0: says this is the fucking guy. So speaking of people who are awesome and make things happen, we need to do some shout-outs to some absolutely remarkable people that made this weekend not only possible, but so successful outside of the team. Number but also... Nick yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick Saban, for uh, getting, getting us. Sorry. Sucking this dip. Uh But also, just for, for being absolutely outstanding members of the Longhorn community yes, and helping from anything with recruiting to name image likeness to building great experiences for Longhorns and the first name that we're going to shout out is Bobby Burton. Bobby motherfucking Burton. Bobby Burton, I need you to listen to this. I'm going to send
1: it to you. We listen to it your podcast. Bobby Burton, none of this happens without you. None of it. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Just so you know. So, all right. So, a little tailgate flashback. Uh So, we bought, initially, we bought what? 22 kegs. 20, or 22
0: cases. 22 cases of 22 beer. 22 kegs would be impressive. That would have been.
1: We probably would have gotten through it. 22 cases of beer. Uh, that is gone before the fajitas get put on the grill. That was gone before 2 p.m. Uh Bobby, luckily, driving in. Uh We call him up. Bobby, we know you have a car. Please help us. Gets us 17 cases of beer. Uh,
0: we show up with a contingent, unload them literally on the fucking street. With, with, with. Well, while this is happening in parallel, we also know that 17 cases. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Yeah, that would so, be shout out number two.
1: Uh, well, Brooke's, Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. Brooke Stutes. Uh, love you, girl. So Brooke is one of my sales reps at uh, my actual job. Um, Her husband played for Alabama, but she's got a little Texas center. Uh, She went out, she got her party bus that took them from Birmingham to Tuscaloosa, got Rick on the party bus. Said, hey, you need to get on this party bus called the struggle bus. The struggle bus, got Rick on the struggle bus, and besides what the struggle bus we're on now, Brooke got Rick on the struggle bus to go and get 20 more cases of beer and seltzers and whatever the hell else we needed and back. So, Brooke,
0: thank you so much. You are awesome and I love you. And, uh, thank you so much to everybody that came out, but went to Publix in Tuscaloosa. Staff there, awesome. You would not have had this tailgate without the staff at Publix. On University in Tuscaloosa. One of the very few vendors and people that treated Texas fans the right way, yep. was willing to help us however we needed. I'm pretty sure after I've talked to a couple of other people that I actually wasn't allowed to buy as much beer as I bought. Whoops. Oops. Uh, uh, we need to give a shout out to Korea Pinkerton, Hooked us
1: up with a meat. Outside skirt save, We'll talk about vegetas in a little bit, uh, but the meat was phenomenal. We don't get that done without Grant. Also,
0: Betty, this nice old lady, gorgeous, had a couple teeth in her head still. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But a couple. she helped us uh, acquire most of the liquor for that tailgate. Yep. Yeah. And was an absolute saint. And then next year, all right, so guys, we're
1: going to the SEC, right? We're gonna be playing Alabama often. A lot of people bring RVs, right? We are gonna be one of those all the time. No matter what, we are gonna be staying at one place and one place only. And that is 4R Ranch. Ranch. Arena. Arena. 4R Arena. Arena. So Robert at 4R Arena. So we stayed for both nights with full electricity, plumbing, all water, her. all the hookups for $100 total. 50, 50, bucks a night. 50 bucks a fucking night. Not only that, this man, this fucking hero, came up and picked three of us up to take us to the tailgate, literally drove us, they're about 18 minutes away, picked us up, drove us to the tailgate to make sure we got there showed up the next morning before church to check on us and see how we were doing. He's a hero, he has probably what, 20 spots, 20 RVs. Yeah, and just an awesome, awesome, awesome human. Not only that, he was about to walk into church, and have we gotten to the RV thing yet? No, not yet, no. Oh, oh this is where the oh. shit we'll All right, all right, so. This is a good kicking off point. Do we have anybody else to thank?
0: Uh, I think we're. uh we, we, oh. we, we got some RV people to thank. Yes. For today. All right. So today, uh, today is Sunday. That was yesterday, Saturday.
1: Eric, Eric Nolien, thank you. Inside Text, Joe Cook, great to see you as well. Inside Text people, love you guys.
0: I'm glad to work together. Um, Only nine ninety five, or you should ever pay oh, for it. Yeah. Only scoop. Only scoop that's ever. More accurate than soon, and they do it intentionally. Yep. They do it right, and those are the only people that you should ever listen to. A billion percent.
1: Thank you, uh, inside Texas. You guys are awesome. So now, let's get to the fucking goddamn gritty. Okay, let's we're after to the, the fucking game. <throat> it's a fucking Sunday. It's no,
0: we're all we're almost Sunday. We're almost 11 p.m. No, no, we're almost at 11 p.m. After the game, and it is an absolute shit show. This town of Tuscaloosa, I don't think, I don't know. From my experience, I was asking everybody, is it usually like this? Is it usually like this? Is it usually like this? And, uh, Whenever you ask somebody from Alabama, they just gave you blank stares because I don't know that anybody actually knows what actually happened. Well, they to all them. live there. Is
1: the thing they all live within like fifteen miles of that fucking shithole.
0: It it took almost two and a half hours for us to get our U-Haul, get it back to the tailgate spot, and unload the tailgate back into the U-Haul with just. Just very limited yeah, stuff.
1: A couple of Blackstones, some coolers, TV, not whatever. Only, not only that, so we're at our tailgate. They said, hey, we'll give you an hour and a half after the game ends to sit, enjoy, whatever. We're watching the uh, Auburn-Cal game,
0: and they just cut the fucking house. If, if you haven't figured this out, uh, there, was a, there was a communication blackout, as we've talked about, because uh, the infrastructure in Tuscaloosa is ass, but... Uh, this, this goes well beyond that. Yeah. we This is where the struggles begin for our trek back. We, we go in prime Denny. We dethrone the king. We strip him of his court. And we're ready. We're ready. We're pumped. We're, we're excited. We want to feel it. Wow. And Tuscaloosa did an incredible job at making the win well. really, really, really hard right. for anybody. So so what happened
1: was uh so Rick what had happened was what had happened with, so Rick goes with uh one of our other members with our gentleman uh to go get the van so we can load all this shit up and go we were thinking about, hey, do you want to go to the bar? Or do you want to just drink at the RV park? And we're like, I ah, will figure it out. Let's load us up. So we load up everything. We get it all cleared out. Your boy's fucking useless. So luckily, Squish Benton and uh, others pick up my slack because I was done. Uh, they load everything up, and we're just figuring out, hey, where the fuck are we going to go? Where the fuck is can this get picked up? So, we pull up on the uh, side of the university, or Boulevard, or whatever
0: it's called, and we wait. And you wait some more. And we wait. And meanwhile, while they're waiting, I'm losing my fucking mind. Because every road, not just the ones that are dangerous for people, and I understand closing roads. I'm all for public safety, especially after a game no, where you're where you're pouring out hundred thousand people plus, and they're getting out of there. This was unreasonably stupid. There were no people. There were no cars. There were no nothing. There were Thirty no minutes. Thirty minutes. Everybody's gone, and all the roads closed. The logistics. No one knows when the roads are gonna open up. No one knows what roads go to the roads that aren't closed. Everything's a complete disaster. And all you can do is get not within a mile and a half of the stadium. So we drive around in this U-Haul for an hour and a half getting demon dialed and we're stuck in traffic for half of it. We're going on random highways, trying to find our way into town. Finally, we come in, all the way around the south side to come pick up the stuff we have to load up because there's no ubers allowed anywhere no, yeah, nothing. Nothing. nothing there's no rideshare public transportation there's no cabs there's no way to get anybody home so we have to load everything and everybody at the back of a nine foot u-haul van so not only that
1: so we're loaded up in the van all right that's fine we load everything into the van Three of us have to sit in the back. This is gonna be fine. Two of them sitting on a cooler, your boy, decides, hey, I'm gonna take one of the team, it's only 18 minutes, we'll be all right. sits his ass on the ground. I, my tailbone is so fucking bruised from just bumps and we're bur- like just, just getting fucking, any speed bump that was there Hurt like a motherfucker, and then we have the black stones in there. I get hit in the back of the head with the lid of a black stone, just almost knocked me out. Uh, at this, at that point, I'm pretty sober, so I'm like, "Oh, cool." Well, at least I'm dizzy, you know. Like, I don't, I did get a little dizzy in me. Not only that, it's 50
0: Yeah. And yeah, always- we think midnight is closing beer yeah. time because we're used to Texas and you know whatever. But it's not. We end up getting beer. We think everything's gonna be great. We're gonna get back to the RV, We're gonna watch the game. We're gonna podcast Podcast a little bit. And uh this it's is where on the the, this is where the literal show begins. Type. We're two not bun. even we're not even to the worst part, my friends. Type but Let
1: me have the night for you guys. We show back up. We all take a leak. We all brush our teeth. We all go nope.
0: down. Nope. You open the door and what oh, hits your nose. Oh no, you them in. It. it smells like someone has taken a shit all, all
1: over, all over the fucking RV. It smells like, it smells like Satan took a shit. It smells like pure sulfuric acid, awful. It smells like demon fire came out of somebody's fucking bowels, awful. Total mood killer after a total mood
0: killer and we're cooked. John, we've been up since it was We went five. to sleep. We went to sleep at one thirty the night before. Yeah. We I was up at five forty five and we going in phases until six thirty. Yeah, we're operating at We're five. we're four and a half, five hours deep yeah. on forty eight hours. Yeah. No sleep. Of your boy on a fucking fajita grill.
1: You know, we had bartending. Like I literally burned fourteen hundred calories yesterday just from doing stuff, not working out. Plus,
0: I yeah, I was like, I, I stood for eighteen hours or something stupid, just ridiculous. So we're done. We say, fuck Toast. it. We're not gonna party. We're just gonna go to bed. We're gonna wake up. Can't
1: even shower.
0: yeah, can't even shower. And we all say, all right, fuck it. We're gonna go to bed. We're gonna wake up we're just gonna head back and we're gonna celebrate the win tomorrow so I wake up very early get the U-Haul unloaded type two with our wonderful driver JW Texan and uh, everything seems to go really well I'm in the U-Haul I'm going to turn it in they're not open but it's great uh, we need some stuff for some throats because people can't talk. Throats are fried. And, and, I get some medicine balls from Starbucks. Uh, I get some other wonderful balls from other dudes. Wonderful, wonderful breakfast from Whataburger. No, no, no.
1: No, make a, no, no, no. pause, pause, I make pause, an pause, audible. Pause, pause, pause. Tell everybody the order. It was beautiful. It was everything that I've ever needed in my entire life.
0: I don't know that they were ready, but there were a lot of Texas people in and around the restaurant. I rolled up and I said, I need six of your breakfast burgers. They said, okay. And I said, I need four of them for you to sub out the buns for jalapeno cheddar biscuits. They fucked up the order, of course, because nobody in Tuscaloosa apparently speaks English or understands or they anything. They fucked it up. They yeah, it right. they gave it. They gave us six with jalapeno cheddar. If, if you're they gonna to order anything, on not
1: only that, they also gave us like six of the fucking giant creamy pepper cups and jalapeno. Um, like, like we're not talking about little like ketchup packets. We're talking about the big circular ones. It was everything I've ever needed in my entire fucking life. So I'm
0: thinking, man, the morning is going to be, we're off to a really good start. I've got in front of the, the first thing that I think is going to keep us from getting back home and celebrating everything and getting back to Austin and having a great time. But little do I know, as I arrive in my Uber with all of my goods, Everybody's excited. We're all pumped. we all high five. I hand everything out. Everybody's happy. We eat everything and we're ready to go.
1: Hey. Here, I'm 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 gonna do an impersonation of our driver. Hey! What? Your voice doesn't sound like that. Hey! Why doesn't why does is that a better
0: Wes? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey! Why does why doesn't this guy clicking over? Uh Uh-oh. so
0: he, he goes in to ignition. And uh, you know you, you the try addition, you try and do the button fresh out the kitchen. You try You try and do the starty starty thing on the RV, and uh, there she are no start lights. Start. She didn't starty start. There, there there there's no lights. There's no, no attempt to turn over. There's no. There's nothing. There's no. Nope. So there's a there's a button. We're supposed to have a backup battery that jumps the RV. That doesn't work. So we're like, oh, no, we've got to call Robert. Awesome. Our
1: boy, Robert. Hey. whatever
0: the mechanic's what? name he was. Just, he just, I don't know, he just sends him out. Within 10 minutes, we have a guy out there to jumpstart us. Because Robert we, had to get to church. Yeah. Robert had
1: to get to church at 930, so he sent his mechanic out there. So we're... we're well, I guess it's a heathen that doesn't go to church.
0: We're thinking, okay, we start the thing and we try and start the generator because the generator is necessary so that we have air conditioning in the back of the RV. And football. And uh, power to charge anything or to do whatever. And nothing. Not a thing. So we, we try and figure some stuff out for about five minutes and we say, fuck it, we're gonna drive, we're gonna see if it charges the, bat- or the, charge the battery enough to start the generator. Try and start yeah. it on the highway. Nothing. We hey. say, okay, we're gonna go replace all the batteries at Walmart. Nothing. Hey,
1: at this point we're at like when we're when we're driving out of the field, we're at like what? 9 30 or 10?
0: Yeah, we're making great time. We're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get back. Plan was nine. We're Plan gonna get back. 9:30. We're gonna get back four hours ago, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh and it's now 1013 by the way 1025 so we 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 go down the road we stop at love's truck stop because we can't shower in the rv we have to dump everything and then uh we just say okay we're gonna take showers and this while everybody's in there taking showers i'm trying to find batteries for the rv i'm trying to talk to anybody to help me And I'm just giving up and saying, okay, well, I'm just gonna dump it and we're gonna go down the road to a Walmart or something, get it done, and I'm just gonna get this done. And I know, for any of you that have RVs or have any experience with RVs, you know that dumping your gray and black tanks, there's this valve, it stays closed, stays closed. And you may, you know, you twist open the thing to dump it and there may be a little bit of a dribble you know there's some leftovers that may be there from the last time that you did that if somebody didn't clean out the nozzle or something uh, I untwist this and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure so I, I pull the cap off and uh, immediately s- s- stuff that shouldn't be coming out is coming out like fast Oh uh, so I stopped I stop it, I put it back on, and I say, I gotta think about this and try and figure it out. Get the hose ready. Put gloves on that were supplied by the rental RV. Those gloves rip. I only have two gloves. I make one sort of working glove. And I'm just like, I just gotta fucking send it and just unscrew it, let all the shit water flow out, and fucking put the the send the black water pipe down into the drain thing and uh I do that. There wasn't you know it was it wasn't good but it wasn't that bad. No, it was bad. It wasn't good. No, you didn't even see this. I no I was never I've, I'm no, never gonna see it. This no. smell alone. It was it was bad. And then while I was doing this, of course, there is a king. In the hose. Oh no, I not know it And this is, I, for, I call it a hose, but it's more like a, a three-inch in diameter sewage pipe that now has a kink in it. So I'm just like I'm trying to, Whoa. trying to gracefully work the kink out while I'm doing that. The part that facets itself to the RV shoots off. Oh my and God. there's shit just skewing out hey, by the way, of we, the RV. We, never took, we a shit. never took a shit! We never took a if shit! You, if you listened to the last podcast, there no were no shit shits allowed. RV. There's no shitting in the RV. So, our black tank has residual shit from who knows how long that's been baking the entire time outside. Not in the air conditioner. Baked shit. Baked shit. Hundred plus degree just fucking nastiest shit what? ever. Oh, my oh. And so I, I just yell "fuck" as loud as I could, and secure the hose back on. Finish. Guy yeah, get shit all over me at this point. And just need to, to to get this done. All the guys come out. Just, just the cleanest they've been.
1: Different showers. I love, love showers.
0: High pressure wash, showers, and loves-
1: Rick looks at me in my ocular sockets and just says- No.
0: Yeah. You know, RGB. Yeah, I do. And RGB- RGB-3 walks up and he literally smells the shit that is sprayed oh. all over me and throws up I immediately. So I
1: vomit immediately. Yeah. I just vomit. So, all right. So, I, I have a sense of the stomach when it comes to smells. Why, you can attest to this. Even cleaning my cleaning my cat's shit I'm, I'll vomit in the fucking slightest I walk over to the side of the RV And I see urine just drenched down The other side of the RV Just pooling up I'm like, okay, this is bad I go over Hey, Rick, look Stuck. They think I'm joking at this point No, sir your, your boy's stomach has more cramps in it than anything that he's ever experienced, ever. And I am just vomiting all over the side of the grass. And I just look
0: RGB3 straight in the eyes and I say, I need a fucking shower. I have shit all over Get me. Get me a
1: shower. I have shit in my beard. Emily is your exact words. <laughs> Get me a shower. I got shit in my beard. Uh,
0: I go and take a shower. Everybody's ready to go. We're still no generator, so it's hotter than fuck in the RV. Awful. It's awful. Uh, we're trying to figure out logistics of replacing batteries. Walmart is completely worthless. Oh, we, more than worthless. Yeah. We figure out that okay. We just gotta get somewhere that has batteries. AutoZone in Meridian, they have batteries. We're good and i they they say we have tools if you want to do it or we have people that maybe can help you do it and i was like deal we go there we're talking we, to bobby and
1: yeah. then bobby magically goes on his yeah lunch ma, break. Ma,
0: bobby goes on his lunch break so we we have no help and we have tommy
1: tommy tommy oh, who is
0: Fuck you, Tommy.
1: Fuck Tommy. Hey, Tommy, if you ever hear this, fuck you. Fuck you, Tommy. He doesn't know how to work a fucking podcast app. Fuck Tommy. He doesn't even know how to
0: push numbers on a computer. No, fuck no. That guy sucked. Yeah. So, whatever. We buy these batteries. uh, And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my boy Mario, I'll get him to, to help you out. Mario. The goat. The fucking greatest of all time. We we shouted. We shouted out people that made this possible. Mario, Mario is the only reason that we are able to get home. Yes, today.
1: I would not be able to get to home to my wife and children tonight if it was not for Mario. Mario, you are a fucking awesome dude. You are went well and above whatever the fuck you're getting paid. We paid you extra, and you deserve every fucking penny. Of that, because you are awesome human being,
0: person, employee, what have you, Mario. Thank you. So Mario gets in here, installs all new batteries. So we should have power everywhere. We should have enough to crank everything. And after everything's installed, before he fastens everything down with the brackets, we say, well, you know, it's always a good good idea to test it before we do that. If we need to replace a faulty one or whatever. We have nothing. We can start the RV. The RV cranks immediately. That's fine. So we solve one problem. The problem of starting the generator and having power and air conditioner for the rest of the vehicle is still fucked. We, we, we're fucked. We, we can't travel. It's going to be a hundred in Texas. It's yeah, impossible. Yeah. At this point, I'm trying to figure out flights for everybody. And my stupid ass is just gonna drive the RV back or something. Also, fuck you, Chris, for leaving us. Whatever. Yeah. we're not there yet. And uh, we just tried a lot of things. Had a lot of help from the board trying to figure it out. Shout out Hackbart, Celine. Yeah, for beer. Yeah, I mean, fucking beer. Beer, was beer was trying to you know help us troubleshoot. He has the same RV with the same generator. He was walking us through, what to troubleshoot. Agbar's lean, called AAA. Yeah, awesome. He could get us uh, a mobile mechanic in Meridian, with uh, which everything that we called was closed. There was no mechanics available. And he actually had a line in on a replacement generator. Thank you so much. Luckily, we didn't need it. And Mario came in to save the day. And we, the we and we just, rolled, baby. we just, said, what if we can jump the generator straight on the generator? And we found where the battery terminals terminated on the generator and fucking sent it. And he had his little jumper thing and it didn't have enough juice to go. And he said, Oh, I got to get you boys home safe. He's like, I've got a car, I've got jumper cables. Like right, you guys need to pull up to my car and I'll get you going. So sure that's up. that's what we did. And as soon as we got everything going, and we were celebrating, and we, I mean we hugged Mario, we picked him up, we literally like lifted him like he had just won. Have oh I mean, you have you guys ever seen the movie Miracle? Yeah, the hockey really, movie. Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Just fucking. We just putting him on our shoulders, parading him around. And Tommy Boy comes out trying to fucking, trying to him. just fucking, just tell him he's a piece of shit. I'm sure fucking he had racist Tommy. shit going on in oh, his brain.
1: He called him the n the second he got back into that fucking. Auto and ride.
0: I fucking walked up to Tommy and I said, "You fucking give this man Employee of the Month. Yes. This guy has helped us way above and beyond. It's incredible what this guy did." And I was like, "And we're gonna, we're gonna be able to get on the road." Because of Mario, yeah, one hundred percent.
1: No person that's making probably minimum fucking wage should have gone to the lengths that Mario went to help us. Awesome dude, Mario was a fucking. I'm gonna pray for him and his family. Mario was a fucking day. motherfucking G G. Awesome, awesome. Absolutely. Bad ass motherfucker. I will remember Mario till the day I fucking die for what he did for
0: us. Legitimately. Legitimately. It was absolutely great. And then, now we're, what the fuck the time is? It it's like 1 p.m. Yes. At this point. We're, we're, we're. new, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's fucked. Our whole day is fucked. The RV is finally in shape to go. And so, we begin our trek back to Texas. And we started this podcast immediately after crossing the yes. state border. Well, we had to stop at uh, Margaritaville. Very important stop,
1: because at Margaritaville, we had to catch our winning money line tickets. So, once we catch our winning money line tickets, and it went fantastic. Um, the sportsbook informed us that, uh, they ran out of chicken wings.
0: These chicken wings were absolutely delicious. I think we talked about them last time. They were, and they were incredible. They were, so They're the the four by two, eight wings. Yes. And we
1: wanted to get a party platter, which was going to be four by two by eight. I'm not good at math. Thirty-two. We're going to have 32 chicken wings, and we're very excited about it. We've been talking about it for, like, a fucking hour. Well... Yeah, three hours. Like, yeah, fucking three hours. Uh, well, they were out of
0: chicken wings the second we walked up. So, issue. Matt, your boy, I'm a Mac, already called an audible because we had talked about Drago's, and I was going to surprise the boys the with best. half a dozen oils and the barbecue shrimp. And some steak. I was not part of the surprise. I just came and said, Surprise! And then they were like, Surprise, what? Didn't you get the fucking text? There's no fucking chicken wings. No
1: goddamn chicken wings. And we were ready for chicken wings. But luckily, we sat down to a nice platter of food. Uh, your boy... Pat- I, I, I,
0: I, I have one more. This that, that Now, things are improving. We're in the RV. Oh, we're, we're good. We're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. It's awesome. We're tanked. We get there. Uh... I'm calling audibles as a drunk person. We go cash out our bets, I go back down, and uh, I sit next to a wonderful lady named Fredna. All right, Fredna, give us a Fredna story. Fredna, I I, I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe Fredna, but Fredna gave off the aura of a desperate woman in need of winning, and all she played was like, Mississippi mud poker, or one of those weird card games. I don't even know what it is. Anyway, I was just down there talking to Fredna, and then the boys roll up, and they informed me that two out of the four of us that are remaining are allergic to shrimp. Yeah, a, that's an issue. And it's an issue. So I say, okay, we're gonna get the 16-ounce ribeye, catfish platter, we threw in a shrimp platter just for good measure. Why not? And then we feast. Feasted. So uh, I didn't actually feast immediately. I thought we were in a hurry to get back for very obvious reasons. Our families are expecting us back three hours alive. ago. Alive. Yeah, yeah baby. And so uh, I I I am now with a fresh, empty, gray and black tank. Tank. I can just run back to the RV with the food, even though I have to piss so bad. And I get back to the RV, and I am the only one at the RV. I thought everybody left because they saw the food coming out. Nope, RGB 3, went to play blackjack. Uh, our driver, as well, I don't know what he was doing. He was also playing table games, most likely blackjack. Uh, it turns out that Law Dog was, as stated earlier, now a uh, legal... Uh, marijuana marijuana distributor in the state of Louisiana and that registration process was happening. Uh, I was just out by the RV and I, I, I tried the internal absorption method where you you know you try and meditate a little bit and you try and just say the, the pee needs to go back inside of you and recirculate. It wasn't working did so, so, so I just had to piss and there's cameras everywhere in this no, fucking parking yeah,
1: lot. It. It's Louisiana. The whole
0: fucking state's And painful. I just had flashbacks to the fucking training of the tanks again. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: that would be an
0: issue. Just flashbacks.
1: So, so whenever uh, we stayed going to the Arkansas game, we stayed in the parking lot of uh, Margarita Ville's um, on our way up there and I woke up that first morning and I let my dick hang out and it's all over that very lot. and that's what I would have done again so most importantly guys so this is easily the most important thing that we can learn from this is nature is just a giant urinal just pee wherever you need to it doesn't
0: matter so everybody start trickling back I I learn of our now legal marijuana uh, distributor in Louisiana, to which I reply, oh, our so now we can get high, because we didn't want to take any marijuana to Alabama across multiple state lines, because those motherfuckers are backwards, and I didn't really want to deal with any of that shit. Uh, if anything happened, for pretty obvious reasons, uh, and then. We're calling everybody, saying, where are you, where are you? And then out of the woodwork, from two different directions, come RGB3 and JW Texan.
1: Hey, he, hey so he he walks up to me, because I was already in line at the cashier. So, I'm a calls me, and says, hey, where are you? And I'm at the blackjack table on one of the best years of my entire fucking life. So... Another gambling story. So this is after your boy has rolled the fucking five fours. We're back at the casino and I knew in my brain, I said, buddy, you had such good luck here last time. Let's see what she plays out. So put $400 on the table. Let's see what the craps, Yeah, or sorry, so let's see what the blackjack tables look like. They're going okay, dead even, nothing big, nothing down, whatever, what have you, fine until your boy gets two sixes and the dealer tosses over a two. well, I said, okay, you know what? I, I'm just gonna, I just gotta, I gotta split them, right? Split them, get a five on the first hand. All right, well, mama ain't raised no bitch, double. Well, second hand was over a four. All right, well, Mama doesn't raise no bitch. Double. So, right now, at this point, I'm playing $100 hands. So, I basically have an almost, well, yeah, I had a $400 roll. Uh, sure enough, dealer, a two. Flips over a jack. Flips over a queen. Too we, many! We are partying. We are freaking the fuck out. Tip the dealer 50 bucks. Say, that was awesome. Let's fucking rock. And then I get a call from... I'm a Mac. Hey, where are you? I have a steak. The steak is getting fucking sweaty right now. Like, we gotta... Like, just get here. Okay. So I finally close out. The end of the story is... Uh, your boy had two of the luckiest fucking roles of his entire goddamn life. In the best
0: two days. Rip. That's awesome. Rip Jimmy Buffett. R.I.P. Jim Buff. Uh, And then... Getting the RV, and we are getting home, boys. Mostly tonight, we Mostly. also may or may not be saving Lotto. Might be you... saving a puppy tonight, might be saving a puppy. Call it Come on, Lotto.
1: call it Lotto.
0: Get there. We
1: got, I, I posted it on the thread. We got a beautiful little girl, Lime. She, she was about to be put down. Let's get it. We're we're trying to get a hold of them tonight. We've been calling them.
0: We've been texting them. What Somebody they, in what is Houston. We uh, will be in Houston. But but we think we, think we think that all of the shit covered me for a really good reason. What is- to saved the life of this beautiful little lime rider that we. Are probably going to take home tomorrow from Houston in the RV. I hope so. It should be but the official
1: Surly Horns
0: Lotto RV
1: runner. But like, what if an Alabama fan runs the uh, animal shelter and murders the dog because of well, that's what we're trying to prevent. But, but that's definitely what's your happening. To us. It's a fucking Bama bitch. That is. Also, you fucking kill, kill dogs. Dog. Like, if you kill dogs, fuck you. I fuck you. If you go out anything, fuck you. Except mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Euthanizing you. a beautiful puppy? <laughs> fuck that. It's, a, it's definitely a mammo run, but. So,
0: wrap up. We are wrap the trip. We are now in our element, where we thought we would there. be. Where we thought we would be about five hours ago. But Jesus, but now it's dark as fuck outside. And we are on in Texas, which the roads. Die ball. Die ball. Die ball, Texas. And the roads here, I know we talked about it before, but Jesus fuck. The roads in Louisiana are bad. So, uh, shout out our driver.
1: Wes, you did awesome. Or, cut that. I don't know if I'm a doxy or nothing yet or not, but shout out to our driver. Did a fucking amazing job because I sure as fuck not have done it. Uh, shout out Lado, Lodo did good buddy. And then shout out most importantly, Rick fucking Vasquez, I'm a Mac, you did awesome. Awesome hosting, awesome getting the RV, awesome content, awesome everything. University of Texas would awesome. not be the same without you. You've done a great fucking job and everything you've done so far. I can't wait to see what we do in the SEC with things exactly fucking like this. Hook 'em. Hook 'em. Hook 'em.